0: And so our first reading this morning comes from uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 43, beginning to read at verse 16, page 692 in your Bible, if you have it on your lap in front of you and wish to follow. Isaiah 43, verse 16. This is what the Lord says, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honour me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. This is the word of the Lord. The gospel reading, which can be found in John chapter 12, and it's on page 1019 in our Bibles. John chapter 12, at the beginning, Jesus is anointed at Bethany. Six days before the Passover. Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honour. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about half a litre of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet And wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was in it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: Morning everybody, let's just bow our heads in prayer. Lord take my lips and speak through them, take all our hearts and change them for the glory of your name, Amen. How many of you were here last Sunday morning? Quite a few of you. How many of you can remember how many people are actually playing in the music group? Well, there were more than there are this morning, I can tell you that. But but it it really doesn't matter, does it? I mean, we may say there were four, five, six, or whatever, but that doesn't really matter. It's what they came to do that matters. And they came to lead us and enhance our worship. Who can remember who preached last Sunday morning? Oh, 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 that's interesting. That's interesting. Again, it it doesn't matter who preached last Sunday. It's what they said that matters. It's what they said that matters. Well, it was actually John Huffman. And he preached both at this service and at the 11 o'clock service. And in both services, he took a a drink. And at one service, it was water. Well, I presume it was and not gin. But it, 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 it was in a glass. It was clear and he took a sip. In the second service, he also had a drink, but it was in a mug. And I haven't a clue what was in it. It might have been coffee, it might have been tea, it might have been water, it might have been whiskey. But it doesn't matter. Uh, Why am I saying these things? Well, if you haven't already done so, look at that piece of paper that was handed to you This morning, I hope everybody has got sight of one, headed the anointing of Jesus in Bethany. And if you look at this, you have to ask yourself, is it simply interesting or is it confusing? You have to ask, you could ask yourselves all sorts of things because you see, it appears that there might have been two different occasions on which the feet of Jesus or the head of Jesus, were anointed. And as we go through this morning, uh, we're concentrating on just one verse. Can't deal with all of them, just one verse. And the verse we're concentrating on this morning is verse 3 of chapter 12. Verse 3 of chapter 12. As I say, for the purposes of this morning, uh, it's not important where the event took place, or not nearly as important as other factors. Nor does it matter who, who, who complained. It, it, and we don't know uh, whether we need to m- make up our minds, uh, as, as I say, whether they're describing the same event or whether it was the head or the feet of Jesus that was anointed. I believe the only really important thing to realize and remember is that here is the perfect example of a spontaneous expression of devotion to Jesus. I'll say that again. I believe this is a perfect example of a spontaneous expression of devotion to To Jesus so let's concentrate on John chapter 3 and verse 12 sorry the other way chapter 12 verse 3 then Mary took a pint of pure nard an expensive perfume she poured it on Jesus feet and wiped his feet with her hair and the house was filled with the fa- fragrance of the perfume. Now, I suppose it is a little important to sort out which Mary this is, because there are lots of Marys mentioned I- in the Gospel. And uh, in the earlier chapter of, uh, or in an earlier chapter of in Luke, we learn of Mary's sister Martha, uh, complaining to Jesus that she is having to perform household duties whilst Mary just sits listening to what Jesus has to say. And interestingly, in John chapter 11, just turn back a page, in John chapter uh, 11, well, I say turn back a page, is a page in my Bible, turn back a page, and we learn that in verse 2, This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. It's remarkable, isn't it? That even before the event takes place, we're kind of warned warned that it's coming up, that it's going to be happening. We shall hear more about it. This Mary was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Well, well, well. Then Mary took a point of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Can you, in your mind's eye, sort of picture that happening? Putting that in its context, we have Jesus in the home of Lazarus, Martha and Mary. Where some of Jesus' disciples were also there, we know that. We know from later on that certainly Judas was there, but I'm sure there were others. We don't know how many, but again, it doesn't really matter. There were some there, and they were holding a special dinner in Jesus' honour. Could it have been a Thanksgiving dinner? Thanksgiving for the, for the way in which Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead? Again, we don't know. But we do know it was given in his honour. And of course we know that one of the things that we need to do in our lives, in our Christian lives, is to honour the Lord. To honour the Lord. A uh, lot of our hymns speak about honouring the Lord. And so everything we should do needs to be done in that way, to honor the Lord. So although the sermon is essentially about Mary, I can't help mentioning that that true to character, Martha busied herself serving and possibly preparing the meal. She was a very practical uh, woman, And let's face it, some of us are much more practical than others when it comes to doing all sorts of things. And she demonstrated her love by using her catering skills. She praised I'm sorry, I'm sorry, praise the Lord for those in our church who use that same skill to honour the Lord. Keep on making the cakes. We love them but returning to Mary and her her spontaneous expression of devotion to Jesus. Now, we don't know how Mary acquired this ointment that she used, or this hard and expensive perfume, or being given it, or how long she'd had it. In fact, it might just have been there, to anoint the body of Lazarus. And this could have been what was left over. Again, we don't know. But having said that, my curiosity got the better of me. And I decided to do a bit of research as to the likely composition and origin of this expensive perfume. I googled it, and I'm told it probably came from a plant found only in the mountains of China and Nepal. And the first Bible commentary I looked at suggested it came from an aromatic herb grown in North India and Tibet. See how confusing things can get. Then I turn to the source of much of my background knowledge of the New Testament, a William Barclay commentary on John's Gospel. And he points out that both John and Mark describe the perfume by the adjective, a Greek word, pistikos. But says, no one seems to know what the word means because it in in its various forms it seems to have a variety of meanings and he goes on to explain that that the word pistos not pistikos but pistos for example means faithful reliable or genuine well what is true about this ointment used to anoint the feet of Jesus is that it was something that which was genuine. It was something which was genuine. It wasn't uh, some something composition sort of made up. Very often we can we, these days, don't we? We we don't get the right real thing. We get we get something like it, but it isn't the the, the genuine thing. And it's also used in a a verb form to mean a drink or a liquid or it may just be a general word for any kind of scented perfume or ointment but listen to this he then goes on to say it may come from the word meaning pistachio nut. Pistachio nut.